welcome to Channel Divinity, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. This is the first episode. Uh, I'm Trent. I'll be the DM for this homebrew campaign. And going around the table, introduce your characters. So, my name is David, and I will be playing uh, Cassiel Dehart. He is a rogue. I'm Dean. I will be playing Vesper Ravenwing, uh, who is a wood elf ranger. I'm Gordon, and I'm going to be playing Blank. He is a druid warforged. All right, and without ado, we're going to hop right into it. I'm going to give a brief summary of the world, just so some things make sense. This homebrew campaign is taking place in the world of Dalgar. On Currently, the players are on the Isle of Acheta. In this world, gods and goddesses rule each of the isles and are named after the isles, or they used to rule the isles. About 700-ish years ago, they... We're in a war, and when that war ended, the gods all disappeared from the world, or almost all of them. And they have not been seen for the last 700 years. Magic entered the world after that point, and people could cast spells and learn magic on their own without the help of a god. After 500 years of that, magic began to wane, and an age of terror and fear and inquisition entered the world. At the end of that inquisition, the Order of Xandros tried to do a ritual to bring magic back into the world. But instead of bringing magic, they brought something far more sinister, known as the corruption. It spreads through mainly living things, but can also corrupt the earth. And when it corrupts something, that thing mutates and becomes a a monstrosity of some kind. Um, Many different organizations have been created, and we are currently, this campaign is currently taking place, 157 years after that ritual and the corruption entered the world. All right, now that that background's out of the way, we are going to jump straight into one of our characters, Vesper. That's me. Vesper recently landed on the Isle of Acheta. He landed in the south port, known as Salmon City, and has been venturing his way north to reach the town of Stagrest. The reason he's been venturing to reach this town is he's heard news of a hunt, a grand big game hunt that happens yearly because once a year in Stagrest, bucks of all kinds gather together, moose, elk, and deer. They gather together and there is a grand hunt to, to hunt them all in a competition with a lot of prize money at the stake for winning. And Vesper is on his way to participate in that hunt. Vesper, as you walk into town, before I describe the town, what does Vesper look like? Vesper is wearing, like, a dark blue kind of uh, tunic uh, with just classic, like, leather armor over that. He's got a... um, He's got a bag on his back, which you can see, like, a handle of some kind sticking out of. Um, uh, He's got a a strange-looking weapon that's uh, a little bit more accessible... He's got, uh, sorry, let me, he's got, like, black hair tied into a, like, samurai topknot. Um, his skin is, like, darker. Um, he's got brown eyes. He's a wood elf. Um, so he's got, like, that tall, slender-like form. Um, he's probably on the younger side of wood elves, but barely reaching into his adulthood. Uh, he also has some kind of canister like tied behind his back kind of on his waistline um 
it looks like it could like hold a scroll or something. Cool, thank you. As you walk in, the town of Stagrest is a small town. Only around 200 people live here. The town is split into two main districts, the residential district, where people live and keep small gardens, and the commercial district, which is full of shops. In between the two districts, in the middle of the town, is a massive clearing. Currently, that clearing is filled to the brim with bucks of all kind, elk, deer, and moose of all different sizes. There seems to be a slightly raised platform at one end of the clearing, with a crowd gathering around it. On the platform, you see a middle-aged man wearing a brown suit and with a brown bowler hat. He seems to be a little overweight and has a big brown mustache. As you approach, you hear him speaking to the crowd around the platform. And he says, well, As you all know, remember, the, the hunt is going on. And uh, remember, don't attack. Very new folks, don't attack any of the animals while they're still in town. We don't want an, uh, another repeat of 10 years ago when they didn't come back. So, uh, remember, the hunt hunt starts tomorrow morning after they leave tonight. Uh, there's going to be three competitions, as, as usual, per the use. Uh, a deer competition, an elk competition, and a moose competition. We're measuring the, the size of the rack of their, their antlers, as usual. Most of you, I don't know why I'm even saying this, most of you already know this. And a lot of the hunters are like, yeah, what, whatever. And then there's a couple, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And, um... He goes, oh, 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 come on, guys. I've got to give the new guys some, some words of advice. Everyone, you're going to be in teams of, teams of three to five uh, as you compete together. Um, I, don't, I really don't know, what else to, don't know what else to say. Most of y'all already know. Um, I guess hunt starts tomorrow morning. Uh, last three days, that's when we'll hold the final judging. Um, if you have any more questions, you can always come up to me and uh, enjoy your, your rest of the day in the town. Everyone gets a free night at the inn, uh, Antlers Inn. That's uh, that's on me, folks. You're you're welcome. Um, yeah, so uh, go. And with that, the crowd begins to disperse slowly. Are they like dispersing into groups? Yes, they are. You see that they most people are already in their groups. And this man sitting on the stage is, is kind of scanning the crowd. Every once in a while, he points at someone and says, you, uh, you, you don't seem to have a group. Come up here. Come over here. And at one point, he points at you. You were in the very back. So he points at you and says, oh, you, you, uh, elf, elf friend. Come up here. Come up here. Let me, let's get you in a group. All right. I go up to him. All right. You walk up and he goes, oh, you, you look new. The name's uh, Mayor Burton. And he holds out his hand to shake your hand. Nice to meet you, Mayor. The name's Vesper. He shakes your hand. Vesper, that's a, that's a powerful name, powerful name. Thanks. I'm, I'm new. I don't really have a group yet. Okay, well, let's see. He turns around, and he, he looks, and there's only one other person standing there. And he looks back at you, and he goes, well, um, unfortunately, it looks like, it looks like we've already paired off everyone else. Um, we've got one other guy who can, who can join you. Um, give me a second. Let me think about how we can get you a third guy. Why don't you get introduced to this man? And he turns and gestures to... You can call me Cass, but the full name is Cassiel. Okay, Cassiel. He gestures to Cassiel, and Cassiel, describe what your character looks like. So Cassiel is, um, he looks elvish in nature, um, except for a few uh, key details that are obviously different. So he's got tan skin, almost bronze in color. Um, he's got bright red hair, and he's got um, golden eyes, and sprouting from his forehead is um, a wreath of golden, it's like, I mean, there's the branch part of it, but golden leaves and there are thorns, and it kind of 
goes around his head. It kind of looks like um, the Roman, ancient Roman style. Um, laurel? Yeah, laurel. Almost around his head. Uh, but it is obviously growing out of his forehead. Um, and then uh, he uh, he's a tall figure, about six feet tall, elvish, pointed ears. He um, He's wearing, um, they look very nice, but they are more rugged travel type clothes. Um, uh, he's got he's got pants with like a number of different uh, pouches and stuff strapped along his legs and his waist. Um, he's got like gauntlets and different emblem, like a semblance and emblems of leather armor. But then he's wearing a uh, he's wearing like a very loose white shirt. I mean it's it's tucked into his his pants, um, but it's like really baggy, so it's still like hanging over the pants line, and and it's also the shirt is also open, um, like down. To, to like, not quite his belly button, but it's a fairly open shirt. It's a really baggy shirt. It's got the deep V. He's got the deep V. All I can think of right now is like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, exactly. Picture that. He's got no hair though, no no chest hair, but you do see he's, he's fairly muscular and toned, obviously a trained fighter. And uh, uh, he does have, he does have a rapier on his hip. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's all right. That's cool. it. Uh, so the mayor has gestured Vesper over to you and and basically said, "You two get to know each other. You're in a group. Um, let me think of how I can get you a third member." And he turns and walks off to uh, like a secretary nearby. All right. Well, what's your name? Uh, Vesper. Vesper. What brings you here to to Cheta and to Stagrest? The hunt. Well, I guess that makes sense. Uh, what's your name? My name is Cassiel. 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 Yes, but you can call me Cass if you like. Uh, all right, Cass. Uh, you you're here for the hunt too, obviously. Yes, I am. I've I've found myself in a need of a bit of coin and decided this is probably the best way to get some quickly. Yeah, that's pretty much what I figured too. Um, I'll be headed to um Stemdale after this, probably. Stemdale. Well, remind me, that's the big city here on Achita. Yeah. Okay, that's probably where I'm headed next as well. I appreciate the matching of backgrounds and where the next quest is going to be. At this point, Mayor Burton walks back over and goes, okay, boys, boys, I gotcha. He's like shorter than both of you. He's only like five foot five, maybe like really, really short, like maybe five foot six. And he reaches up and he like, boys, boys, lean in, lean in. All right. So there's a little, uh, there's a bit of an eccentric in town. His name's, his name's Stag. Well, he he's too old. He can't, he's not going to participate in the hunt, but he's got a new Friend, he calls him his son. He's clearly not his son, but he calls him his son. Um, why don't you go over there and see if, if he's willing to join you? He's not really from around here. He's only been here for about a month, so so he still counts as like a newcomer. So he could still probably uh, join y'all. So uh, why don't why don't you head over there? Um, How do we get there? So it's over there, and he points in the direction of uh, east of town. No, west. Sorry, west of town. Never eat soggy waffles. West of town. <laughs> And um, towards the residential district. Not the residential, oh my goodness. Towards the commercial district. And he says, well, he's got a shop over there. Um, so you can just go over there. It's just called Stag's Place. Uh, it's pretty obvious. He's got a sign in the front. Um, yeah. So uh, he gives you some more basic directions, like uh, turn left here, turn right there, um, and you'll find it. So, yeah. Thank you, Mayor. He nods and he says, I, I wish you best of both of luck. W- were there names you could give us? Uh... Stag, and I think, 
think he said his son's name was blank. I don't know. I've never met the kid. Uh, one, of my, one of my secretaries, one of my secretaries knew him or saw him at a, saw him at, um, where, where was it? Kill him and grill him. Great place, by the way. If you, if you ever want to eat some good meat, go to kill him and grill him. Well, that does sound good. All right, Cass, uh, let's go. Go see him. Thanks, Mayor. We'll see you uh, later. Of course. And he, he waves as, as he walks Wait, away. Wait, do we need to, uh, like, tell you he's in, or... And he quickly, like, does a UE around, and he goes, Well, um, nah, you're fine. If, if he can't join, why don't you just, why don't you form a group of two for this one time? I'll, get, I'll give you a, I'll give you a workaround. All right. Uh, thanks, Mayor. But, but try to get him apart. Like, don't just, don't just ignore what my advice. For sure, Mayor. Yeah, we're definitely just gonna ignore Gordon's character and <laughs> just not I'm never known of again. Um, okay, yeah, so we had his directions then. All right, you, you follow his directions, and as you walk around, you actually do see the Kill'em and Grill'em, the, the restaurant that um, has been described to you once before, and you see that a lot of hunters are going in there, and a lot of these hunters have meat in their hands as they walk into the restaurant. Um, as you walk by, you also see the shop, uh, not the shop, the inn that you will have a free night stay in, um, Antlers, uh, Antlers Inn, Antlers Inn. I almost called it Antlers Rest, but it's the town's called Stag Rest. Um, so Antlers Inn. And eventually you reach it to Stag's place. And the moment you walk up, you see something horrifying in the window of this store. It is horrifying, low-budget taxidermy. I can't give this a good enough description, no matter how hard I try. All Listeners, all you got to do is look up low-budget taxidermy, and it's horrifying. I'll do my best. You see a wolf standing in the window, but its eyes are like, one of its eyes is bulging and is like a little bit higher than the other eye. The eyes are like way too wide, and they're pointing in like opposite directions. Its snout is like a little crumpled inward, but its teeth are like, popping outward more way more than they should be and like some of its legs are like reversed facing just complete wrong directions and it's standing there proudly in the window uh this is kind of weird Cass yes I've that's a that's an abomination right there but this does look like the place and I'll go up and I'll I'll just open the door and walk in as you open the door a little bell ding rings and you you see a man standing behind the counter. This man is shirtless. He's wearing like leather pants, just like straight leather. Like there's no design in these whatsoever. It literally looks like someone just sewed together a bunch of pieces of leather and made them into pants. And on top of his head, he is wearing a taxidermied stag head with bulging eyes. That's the only part about this taxidermy that's not right. It just has two really bulging eyes. But other than that, it looks like a really great stag head that is just resting over, completely covering his head and like resting on his shoulders. All right, we've come for your son. The stag head turns and whoops at you. And he goes, well, hello there. What, 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 my son? And he turns and he looks at the corner. And outside of a bundle of furs, I, <laughs> I start walking out um, from under all of these taxidermied things that he's tried sewing around. I've bent over to try and get the shape of like a bear. And I finally stand up and start walking towards you guys with half the bear pelt kind of just sliding off my face. And as these like pelts and leathers fall off, you see um, a tall six foot three um, wooden, almost statuesque figure. Um, very smooth, dark black and deep red wood um, has very intricate 
almost rigid pieces of like wood over um, over these different pieces of leather, and um, he's wearing an apron with a couple of pins inside of it. And he walks up to you guys and goes, "Acquaintance unknown." Uh, and he sticks out his hand. Uh, hello, and Vesper shakes it. Um, are you blank? I am. At this point, Stag also looks at you and goes, Oh, you said you want my son? What do you want my son for? I'd like to imagine that you're just wearing the apron. I Yeah, I'm just wearing the apron. <laughs> There's like little accents of like leather poking out from the from the wood pieces that are over like, like almost holding it in place. But yeah, it's just wood and then like this leather apron. I mean, hey, uh, he's, he's a war <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vesper turns to Stag and goes, Yeah, we were wondering if maybe he could join us for the hunt. You know the hunt that's going on? Oh, it's pretty oh, exciting. Yeah. yeah. He turns and looks at you, Blink, and he says, Son, uh, do you want to participate in the hunt? What am I You're going to go participate in the hunt. Bring me back some good taxidermy. I mean, bring me back some good animals so I can make the good. I know you're bad. I know you're bad. I'll, I'll make the good taxidermy. You just bring them back with bodies for me. No humans this time. I'm just, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Objective confirmed. He nods and he says, well, um, the hunt is starting tomorrow. Uh, he looks at you three and goes, yeah, you're you at a place to stay? I can offer you, I can offer you a room. And he like opens a door behind him and it's just a room full of dust. And uh, bad taxidermy. Thanks, but we're going to go stay in the inn. Oh, okay. I'll take, a, I'll take you up on the room. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, that'll be 50 gold. Oh, never mind. Dang I thought it. you were offering it for free. Nope. Uh, dang it, that didn't work. Uh, he, he turns and looks at you all again and says, Well, um, get. Unless you're going to buy something, get. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, oh, wait. Actually, come back. Uh, what What you need? He reaches under the table and he pulls out a bad taxidermy bunny. Buy this. How much is it? This is only 20 gold. That, no, I'm sorry, sir. I can't, I can't afford that. If you buy it, I'll help you win the hunt. With magic. And he waves his fingers in the air. Yeah, if you can really cast magic and help us with a the hunt, then I, I will buy it. I, I can cast magic. Blink, tell him I can cast magic. He can cast magic. What kind of magic? All kinds of magic. Which kind of magic will help us win the hunt? Ah, uh, the good kind. And then he reaches over and pulls something else out from under the table. And it's a potted plant. And he puts it on the table. It's just like a singular green sprout with like two leaves coming off the top. Like classic, like potted plant vibe. And he puts it up and he puts it on the table. And then he like leans in and whispers to him and goes, Look, honey, they think I'm crazy. And he like strokes the leaves on top of this plant. He is crazy. He'd look at you. I'm not crazy, Blink. I told you. This is my wife. He just like <laughs> shakes his head. All right. Well, I think we'll probably get going. Uh, Blink, was it? Are you going to come with us or are you going to stay here till tomorrow? I, I kind of like don't even like turn the rest of my body. I just turn my head back over to Stag. It's horrifying. <laughs> may I go? <laughs> he looks at you and goes, you may go, son. But remember, make sure you come back by tonight. I was going to introduce you to your older brother. I can do that. And he rotates his head back and goes, acquaintance unknown, and he uh, holds out his hand towards you. Well, hello, my name is Cassiel. You can call me Cass if you'd like. Cassiel, Cass acquired. Thank you. It is a pleasure to meet you. I don't know how I feel about being acquired, but <laughs> welcome to the team, I guess. This is a team? Yes, we're a team. We're a hunting team. Hunting team established. Acquaintance unknown, he turns back over to you Wait, with his hand out. Blink, I already... Uh, you never told him his name. 
Or you never told. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, no. you never said your oh. name. So he uh, he's trying to fill that in. I am Vesper. Vesper, acquaintance acquired. Yeah, nice to meet you, Blank. It's nice to meet you as well. You hungry? Do you eat? What are you? I I am Blank. Would I have heard of Warforged before? No. Are you sure? There, you have not heard of Warforged. Do you before. eat? Do you feel? I cook. You cook? Do you, what do you cook? I cook stuff. And he like just starts walking over towards the um the restaurant across the street. Oh, the Kilman Grillum. Yeah. yeah. And as he walks, as you see him walk away from you towards there, you see sparks shoot out of the back of Blank's head. Oh, are you alright? His head like turns, and then he realizes that you're still out of view, so he turns the rest of himself. So he's like facing like 90 degrees away from you, but his head is like over his shoulder looking at you guys. Yes, I am okay. How are you? Well, you have sparks coming out of the back of your head. Stag says that's my future. It's very bright. That's not, I'd say, bleak. <laughs> I, well, I guess bright in the literal sense, but. Indeed. I don't know a lot about, um, I'm assuming, magical technologies and automatons, but that does not look good. Ah, it's all right. Let's go get some good grub. As you continue to walk there, you see someone walk up to you. Um, Hello, ma'am. Nope, this is this is a boy. <laughs> this is a dude. Um, let's see, I'm trying to find his name. I have it written down. Uh, okay, yeah, here it is. You see a human hunter walk up to you. He's got a big, heavy crossbow on his back, and he's got two other guys walking next to him with, like, little crossbows in their hands. Or, no, not in their hands, like, strapped to their waist. And as they walk up to you, he waves at you and goes, Oh, hey, Blanca, how's it going? It's me. You remember? He puts his arm up to the square and, like, starts waving, and then he goes... <laughs> acquaintance unknown and then like puts it out to like shake his hand but he has he doesn't remember he sticks out his hand he shakes your hand he goes it's me it's nelson remember i man no matter how many times i tell you my name you just can't remember it can you blink he looks at you and he's i don't know either you two uh what's what's your names uh the name's vesper nice to meet you vesper my name's cassiel you said yours was nelson yep nelson nelson's the name uh nelson burton uh the mayor's my dad oh nice your dad's a nice man he is he's a great guy uh, anyways, so, look, I'm just trying to get a favor from you, actually, uh, mainly because I know Blank is such an efficient man. Um, he reaches into one of his, ba- his bag, and he pulls out a package, and he says, look, I just need you to take this package to my friend. He's an hour down the road. He's on his way coming, but he should be, like, an hour down the road. If you could just take this package down to him, uh, I, unfortunately... I'm going to go train Watson in hunting before the hunt, and I forgot I had set that up, so... If you could do this for me, I would owe you big. I, I, I'll pay you when you come back. All right. You just... So, oh, so you're looking for Blank to do this. Well, yeah, I was going to ask Blank to do it, but if you if you tore part of his party, like, I mean, I don't see why we you couldn't go together. We are the hunter team. That's true. I guess it's, it would be safer for us all to... Party name acquired. No, no, no. <laughs> Not the hunter team. He puts his arms out, like, completely straight just behind their backs and just pat, pat. Yeah, just keep... <laughs> Well, it, it is a T-pose, but he just, like, pats them. Like, there's no bend in his elbows. He just pat, pat. I, I, I like, squirm, and I, like, move away from that. I'm like, all right, that's a little weird. Well, I mean, we came into town to get money anyway, so I guess we can't, you know, like, turn up some coin if you're offering it. Yeah, of course. Hey, look, I'll pay you all. Let's see, I'll pay you all. It's three of you, I'll pay you 30 gold. That way you can split it evenly ten ways. Or three ways, ten each. Well, that's acceptable. You said how far down the road? It should just be like 30 minutes to an hour. He's on his way here. He's just trying to get the package as soon as possible. Oh, all right. We'll meet him then. All right. He uh, he hands the package to Blank because he knows you. 
even though if you don't remember him, um, cause I didn't tell you his name and, <laughs> and uh, he says, look blank. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know what use you have for gold, but you've been getting it a lot from Killam and Grillam. So, uh, see you later. He, Acquaintance he acquired. Nilsson. Thank you for N- objective. Nelson. All right. We'll okay, see you later. Um, Nilsson. He just stares at you like, uh, dang it. Bye Nilsson. Bye. See you later. <laughs> <sighs> he just shakes his head and he walks away and, and the two guys following him, follow him. All right. After. Uh, Blink, Vesper, why don't we go deliver this and then we can come back and get some, get some meat from this, this store. Of course. I can get you and cook you some stuff. Uh, well, I'd appreciate that. Uh, do you know which road he was referring to, Blink? He, point, but he pointed, oh, he, and it's he the pointed. north road out of the town. All right, well, why don't we head off right away? Oh, okay, sounds good. Absolutely. As we're walking... Mm-hmm. Vesper's going to turn to Cass and be like, hey, so where are you from? Oh, I'm from Shays. Shays, huh? How'd you get all the way down here? I took a boat, of course. And then I walked with my two little feet. What about you? Where are you from? Are you human or what are you again? I look elf, but I've got some, I've got like plant, a golden plant growing out of my forehead. So (laughs) I'm really not just elf. I'm from Hidalga. Hidalga. Originally, yeah, but then I've spent most of my time away. Really? I've, well, never been to Hidalga, but where else have you been? I've been all over. I started my own adventuring party at one point, and we, I mean, mostly on Acheta, but we went to Zonari, traveled all over there. Uh, never got up to Shays, though. I went to Brom once, though. Oh, that's that's awesome. I know this my family hailed from Brom a few generations back, but um, that was... Before the wars and everything, so it's been a, it's been a while. But um, yeah, that was a long time ago, man. Well, uh, yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> I, I kind of tap my ears. I've got an old family. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you're an elf as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about what about you, Blink? Uh, have you always lived here with that um, stagful? Yes, I have always lived here in Stagrest. Wait a second. I think I remember the mayor saying that you. I've only been here a month or two. I have. I've been alive for one month, three days. Oh, you're a two child. Hours, seven seconds, 38 milliseconds, and counting. Oh, wow. Okay. I did not know. <laughs> All right. Changing how I will act around you now. <laughs> Wait, Blank. So you, how did you get here? I... Not available. What does that mean? What? Not available. Uh, you know, more, more sparks shoot out of the back of his head when he says oh, that. Oh, oh, uh, maybe it's okay, Blank. You don't have to. You don't have to tell us. Then my name is Blank. Blank. All right, I think you're more than a few months old, but I don't think it really matters since you're. Are you? Are you considered a construct? I am considered Blank. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Obviously, you're fairly sentient, albeit not very talkative. Um, but. So Stag wasn't the one who created you, right? He is my father, so yes. If you would like to put it that way. All right. <laughs> I'm going to take that statement with a grain of salt. Uh, at this Where point, is the salt? There's always salt. All right. At this, <laughs> angry enough. At this point... At Anger this, creates salt? At this point, uh, a man... You see a man kind of pop out of the woods, and... He has like a big scar over one of his eyes and like shaggy black hair. And he's wearing not super great clothing and he's holding a short sword. 
Nelson didn't say the name of the guy we were looking he for. He did not. Me. Dang. He looks at you and he says, are you, are you all the ones with the package for me? Objective updated. Who, Nelson? Who was the, uh, <laughs> yeah, who was, well, who is the friend that was giving you the package? Oh, uh, it's you guys. No, no, no. And he's walking forward slowly. Who is the one who, all right, stop walking forward now. Objective unknown. Acquaintance unknown. And he sticks out his hand. <laughs> he says, all right. It was, uh, it was Nelson. He sent you here to die. And with that roll initiative. Blank is still holding out <laughs> I mean, his unless, hand. Unless you were surprised, in which case, I will get a surprise round. Uh, I don't think Cassie was surprised. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, also, right before initiative starts, he puts two fingers in his mouth and he whistles, and two more guys walk out on either side of your party. Initiative is just the dex mod, right? Yeah. You know how in those practice rounds, I rolled horribly? Yeah. I just rolled a 17 for the first roll of this campaign. Let's go. Let's go. Woo. I rolled a 13, so not great. I got a 17 as well. I got a 14. Uh, my total was 20. Total 17. Uh, first up is Cassiel, followed by Vesper, and then it is my good old Bandits, and then it is Blank. All right, Cassiel, your turn. What do you do? All right, um, I am going to... I'm going to very nimbly kind of like just hop back like a few feet so that I'm behind the party. Okay. And I'm going to reach down and I'm going to ready my action to throw a uh, card. All right. Uh, what's the condition for the ready action? Uh, when they're within um, melee range of a companion. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Next is Vesper. What do you do? Um, so how, how close are we to the first guys right in front of us? The first guy's probably like 10 feet away, and the guys on either side of the road are also probably 10, 15 feet away. Okay, uh, Vesper pulls out his double-bladed scimitar, and... Where are we hiding that? That's the mysterious <laughs> weapon he said he had on his uh, back. Oh, was it like wrapped or something? No, I literally said I, it was readily accessible. Oh, you just never person. said what it was. No, he just said it was a very weird-looking weapon. Yeah. Which, to be fair... It is a very, it's a very, very weird-looking weird weapon. weapon. Yeah. Most of you probably never seen a double scimitar. So. Yeah. So he pulls it out, and he, you know, he's actually not super great with it, but he he like spins it around a little bit, and then he is going to attack. All uh, right. He just swings it with all his might at the guy. Well, he he steps forward. Yeah. Right. Into into his range. Yeah. Yeah. That is a fourteen. That is a hit. Does eleven hit him? Eleven does not. So uh, while he's rolling damage and stuff, uh, Cassiel pulls out of one of the pouches on his side a bladed card, which um, functions much like a dark weapon, and he uh, he throws it at the man. Um, oh, I am so sorry. I it was it was a ten. Oh, a ten is a miss. Yeah. Oh. So never mind. I miss. <laughs> okay. Well. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Two two misses in a row. At this point, it's the bandit's turn. <laughs> Um, they're gonna the guy that you walked up to, Dean, uh, the main guy with the short sword. He's gonna swing a short sword at you. Well, that's a crit fail. Aha. Probability of success one hundred. Yeah, he uh, he swings his sword, and uh, no, we'll say actually when you do your big swing, he takes like a mini jump back to dodge, but steps on a rock and trips and slips and falls, and he is now prone at your feet. By the way, for all the listeners, I go pretty serious with crit fails, but I also go really serious with nat twenties. So. Yeah. Um, the other bandits. Since this is the first episode, you should say, you should say what you mean by that. Oh, so yeah, not not twenties for crits. What I do is just add up the damage for regular attack, multiply by two. 
It's just my favorite way of doing it, so that's how I do it. Yeah, and then for saving throws. Oh, for saving throws as well. A nat 20 on a saving throw, no damage. And a crit fail on a saving throw, double damage. Um, I probably have some other personal house rules, but I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Anyways, bandit number two runs up to blank. My hand is still outstretched. With a 21, I'm gonna assume he hits. That's, that's definitely a hit, yeah. And he does three damage to you. Oof. With his sword. With a short sword. And then the other guy runs up to you, Cass, from the other side, and does a 18 hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Alright, and with his short sword, that's a lot of damage. That's six damage. That's one away from Max. Yeah, I, uh, I've got uh, four hit points left. Yikes. Yeah, we're level one, Trent. <laughs> hey, these guys are really weak, too. We just missed. <laughs> yeah, you just missed. Um, all right, and now it's Blank's turn. So Blank is, after he gets attacked, he's going to um, reach behind the back of his neck where the sparks are. Yeah. And there's a lever kind of protruding out. And as he pulls it, pulls on it, um, it reveals the scimitar that he has locked into the wooden armor behind his back. He pulls out the scimitar and is going to make an action while saying, Hostiles, engage. Ah, that's a miss. Well, we, hey, what it's a is four. It? Oh yeah, that's a miss. Yeah. Wow, this is not a good round for everyone. That hey, Blank's a little stiff. He hasn't really done combat before. <laughs> he is only a month old. That's fair. That's fair. Well, back to the top of the order. Cass, Cassiel. All right. Uh, there's um, there's someone standing right next to me. Right? Yes, there is. Okay, then I'll just draw my rapier and go for it. All right. Ooh, is he within five feet of somebody? Uh, this guy right in so, front of yeah, you? Yeah, somebody else as well. Um, no. Okay. Um, because he's within five feet of me, I have disadvantage on any ranged attacks I make, right? Yes, that's okay. correct. Then I'm still just going to rapier him. All right. 21? Yeah, that's it. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. My brain isn't mathing right today. Um, rapier is a 1d8, right? Yeah. Ooh, 10 damage. Yeah, you stab him right in the throat and he dies. He just falls down dead. And I kind of flick the rapier afterwards. The blood like makes like a, a little squish of blood on the ground next to him. Did he do that? The other two guys are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Nelson said this would be easy. All right, well, you're all going to die. Vesper, it's your turn. Team objective confirmed. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Do I have advantage? Yeah, he's prone. And a 16? Yeah, that's a hit. You go roll again. Hey, might be not 20. Nah, that's a 14. Nah, that's too bad. Okay. 14 is still going to be a hit, though, so. Yeah. Damage. I have a negative one to strength. <laughs> Five damage. Six minus four. You do stab him, like, right in, like, the side of the, his stomach. He kind of, like, twists out of his way a little bit, so it doesn't kill him all the way. I'm going to... I forgot about this last time. I could bonus action attack again with this weapon. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay, I forgot. Yeah, with the back end of it. Yeah. Go ahead and roll it. So I flip it around. I got a 14. That's a hit. So I stab him, and then I spin it around and try and hit him again, and it's only 1d4 this time. Yeah. It is three damage. That kills him. Awesome. Yeah, so you you stab him, and you kind of like, you hit him right in the side of the stomach, and you like, oh! And then you pull it out and do a quick spin, and you slash him right across the throat. And he is also dead. Vesper, like stands up after that and like looks around like like kind of frantically like what's going on you see there's just one guy left and he's the one standing up for the blank and he seeing you like murder all of his friends is like oh this, this is not it and he turns and he starts running away 
Blink, you get an opportunity attack. Yes, okay. Um, Blink starts running over to him. Well, he's, he's right in front of you, so you just oh, okay. you get an opportunity so attack. You get a hit as he runs away. Okay, cool. I'm going to make an attack with still, my scimitar. His turn is still happening. That's not any better. Eight? That's a miss. So he gets away, and he takes the dash action, so he runs 60 feet into the woods, and you start to kind of lose sight of him a little bit. Can Can I follow him? Oh, well, it is your turn next, so yes, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to follow him, and he's going to, um, as he's, like, dashing through, like, the grass and stuff, he's going to go, changing tactics, and he's going to open up this little, like, compartment in his hand and drop out a piece of coal and then ignite it on fire. This is his flavored produced flame, and he's going to try and hit him with a coal of fire. Let's go. Hey, let's go. 21. That's a hit. Let's go. Let's see this damage. Um, Should be a D10. D10 plus nothing. I love the flavor. It's just a, a flaming chunk of coal that you throw. <laughs> um, that's gonna be four damage. All right, you you run up probably only thirty feet, and you you chuck this at him, and it bonks him right on the head. It burns him a little bit. He's like ah, and then but he is not dead with that damage. Wait, Blink, don't run after him. It's okay. Just let him go. Blink kind of freezes and just goes. Objective updated, and just stands there. Uh, Cass, it's your turn. If you want to do anything. So he's alive? Oh, yeah, he's alive. How far away is he? Uh, 60 feet away. Probably like 65-ish feet away from you. All right, um, 65. But I can still hit him so long as I move five feet because my, the range of the dart is 20, 60. Okay. Yeah, you'll have so disadvantage. I'll have disadvantage. So, but I will, I will uh, throw a card. All right, so you run a little bit closer and you chuck one of your cards at him. Go ahead and roll with disadvantage. 18. <sighs> Dang it. Yeah, that's a hit. Okay, that's just a deep four. Six damage. And he dies. You throw this card and it sticks right in the back of his chest. His back, not his the chest. Back of his, <laughs> the back of his chest. Well, which... Wow, that card got deep. <laughs> no, it just hits him in the back Seven and he's like, oh, and he, just... and he falls down face down and he does not move. First thing I'll do is collect my card. Okay, that's fair. Hey, well done, everyone. First combat. Woo. Woo. Uh, Vesper's going to walk over to Blank and be like, Blank, c- come back. Come back over here. Come back over here. I'll, I'll start walking following you. Um. And he's like, why'd you have to kill that guy? He was running away. Is that not what you did with the other individuals? Uh, no, uh, Blank Guy. Well, he, we were in combat, and we, he was still fighting and stuff. So that's why we were fighting. But when he was running away, like, you don't have, you don't have to kill him. He's a human being. Ah. Vesper, I'm not going to leave any open ends here. They, they tried to kill us. Uh, I'll, I'll go over. Uh, so death saves. Could I stabilize him? The guy that is over there. Yeah. Um. Let me roll a couple death saves real quick, just to make sure he didn't die while you were talking. I'll just roll three. Okay. You walk over there, and as you walk over there, he actually gets up. I punch him. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and roll an attack. Non-fatal damage with advantage because he's prone. Yeah. Look at that. A nat twenty on a death saving throw. Oh, shoot. I, my strength is low. Uh, does an 11 hit? That does not hit. He, he like, gets up and he, like, oh, turns over and sees him. He's like, ah! Oh, and he just scrambles to his feet, takes half his movement speed. I'll go for an then, opportunity attack. Well, no, no, no. He just got to his feet. Oh, okay. And then he dashes. He okay. An and I'll make this uh, uh, non-lethal, but with okay. my rate pure. So okay. I can still use dexterity. <laughs> All right. 21. Okay, yeah, you hit him, and he had one HP, so no matter what you do, he's knocked out, and he is not dead. 
He's unconscious. All right. Uh, I'll take my rope out of my pack and I'll just tie him up. I'll say, all right, I wasn't going to leave any open ends, but uh, he's unconscious now. So we can question him if you'd like. I mean, I, I think we should just turn him into the mayor. Oh, of course. But I'd like to ask him a few questions first. After all, it's the mayor's son who apparently hired him. Objective updated. Confused. Uh, Blink, do you want to help me just, uh, I guess, clean up this place? Of course. <laughs> Vesper's gonna start, like, just dragging the bodies. Uh, okay. We're only half an hour away? Yeah, you're only half an hour away from town, so. Not crazy far. Okay, Vesper's going to start, um, building, like, a makeshift sled, kind of. He's just gonna tie some sticks together and some rope. Okay. The bodies on and drag them. All right, go ahead and roll me a... Uh, just a dex check. Okay. Um, it's probably be a tool proficiency. Probably like, I don't know. Why don't you roll survival, actually? That's a 14. All right. It's probably going to take you another half an hour to make like a decent sled that'll actually work. Um, actually, no, you have rope. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have rope and there's sticks around because it's a forest, true. right? That's true. So maybe only like 15 minutes. So okay, I, was, yeah. I was thinking you were trying to search for like vines or like supple branches as well. You have rope, so you're fine. Can I, can I offer to like help? S- yeah. Get, grab yeah. sticks and stuff. Um, Gordon, you go ahead and roll. Help mean, action or, or he rolls it? Uh, help action. Go ahead and roll with advantage. Uh, it was a five, so the first roll is better. Okay, yeah. It only takes like 15 minutes. It's not long, but you managed to make like a, a makeshift sled that you can throw the bodies on and drag. See, it. Blake, we don't know who these people are. So like, we don't, I mean, they're bad people, but like they might have families in town or, you know. Understood. We were defending ourselves, but at least we could, I mean, respect they're as human beings and get their bodies somewhere nicer understood hey cast you want to bring that guy over here we could just put him on the sleigh thing yeah let's do that all right you uh drag the body over throw it on the sleigh you start your walk back it's gonna take a little bit longer because you're pulling the sleigh so probably like i'm gonna look in the package okay you you open the package it's just an empty box full of sand so it's not an empty box. Okay, well, yeah, it's it's got nothing of worth inside of it or anything. It's just a box hey, full of sand. I could turn that sand into glass if I took it to the right place. Or I could throw it in people's eyes. It's true. What? And we're talking sand. Yeah. <laughs> Tapman. Sand. All right, new concept for a rogue. <laughs> All they right, hide, right. and then all of a sudden they pop out, pocket sand. All right, you run. You y'all get back to town after probably like 40 minutes, just a little extra time. It's still mid to late afternoon. Um, as you walk into town, though, there are people that are walking around that are like, whoa, 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 what's that? Why do you got bodies? Well, we're taking them right to the mayor to explain it to him first. Why don't you take it to the sheriff? Well, we can do that, too. <laughs> when I see people noticing, I'm going to try and cover the bodies up. Okay. To the person I was talking to. So which direction is the sheriff's office? He points and he says, right down there. Thank you, sir. We'll, we'll, we'll be heading there right away. Oh, okay. He just walks off a little disturbed. Like, oh my, did I just help murderers? Cass. And he kind of like faces you. Would you like me to go to the mayor? Or would you like me to come with you guys to the sheriff? Well, let's go to the sheriff's first. Then I'm sure the sheriff will like to speak to the mayor anyway. All right. You, uh, you walk all together to the sheriff's office. And you knock on the door, I assume, or we just walk in. Is it like, does it look like a public facility type yeah, thing? Yeah. Okay, looks, we just looks, walk in. Okay, you walk with the in. Bodies. <laughs> you walk in with the sled, and you see a man with like a cowboy hat on and like a star on a vest. And he's sitting at the table, and he looks up and he goes, 
Well, looky here. What do we got? Well, we've got some news to report to you. Okay. So, uh, here's the story. We got a, we're in town for the hunt. The mayor actually was gracious enough to hook us up and arrange us as a team. And uh, then the mayor's son, I believe his name is Nelson. Yeah, I know Nelson. Yeah. He came up to us and said, hey, I've got a friend out of town, and we'd li- I'd like you to deliver this package for me. And he was mainly asking um, our friend Blank over here, since he knew him, and gave us this package. And I gestured towards, who has the box? Was it you? Uh, yeah, I think Vesper. Ves- Vesper offers it to him. That's the package, which we opened up after we met up with some friends, these fellows, who said, uh, Nelson sent you to die, now die. Um, we defended ourselves. One of them, that man right there on the top of the pile, he is still alive. Sheriff just nods his head and he goes, well, you did, you did good, boys. You did good. I'll, I'll take the bodies off your hand and I'll, I'll do an investigation. All right. I, I will be coming back to follow up on this investigation. Sure, sure, sure. And he, he just drags the sled away and he goes, now, now off with you. I'll, I'll handle everything with Nelson. All right. Uh, oh, we'll go talk to the mayor, too. I'm sure he'd like to know. Oh, yeah, of course. I'll reach out to him, too. And uh, he just drags the bodies into, like, a back room, and then he waves at you as you leave. And with that, we are going to end the first episode of Channel Divinity. Got a little bit of combat in there, got a little bit of talking, got a little bit of moral growth for Blank, maybe? Possibly. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening today to our first episode. Please leave us a five-star review on whatever medium you listen to podcasts whether it's spotify or, or apple podcast or or anywhere you listen to us please leave us a five-star review it helps us a lot gets us into other people's ratings um also if you liked what you heard why don't you tell your friends and uh maybe some people you play dungeons and dragons with that way we can you know spread word of mouth is always the greatest way to spread something like this um if you want to send us a message something a little bit longer than a five-star review you can email us at channel divinity podcast at gmail.com um, we have social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow and find us there. Also, this is a this is a personal request from a dungeon master. If you want in your five star review to leave a name for an NPC, I will include that name. Oh, I'll do my best. I probably won't be able to get to everyone, but I'll do my best to include that name in the campaign. Uh, one of the hardest things for me to do as a DM is come up with names. So if you want to provide names, whether it's your own name or whether it's just like a, one of your past characters or, or just a name you thought is cool, I'll try to use it. Um, once again, thank you so much for listening and going around the table we have. My name is David, and I play Cassiel de Hart. I play Dean, or I am Dean, <laughs> and I play Vesper Ravenwing. I'm Gordon, and I play Blank. All right, thank you so much, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Keep tuning in. Hey, this is Dean, post-show. Just wanted to let you guys know that if you liked those sound effects that you heard during this episode, uh, we get those from freesound.org, where a lot of different creators can license their music. If you want to check out any of those creators or the licensing or anything like that, then go to our website, which is linked in the episode description, and uh, you can find all the attribution on there. Thanks, guys.